here we go. This is Happening with Mark Zito and Ryan Sampson. I'm Mark Zito. I'm Ryan Sampson. And this is Happening. I just said to Ryan right before we started, I was like, what day is it? Because <laughs> I, you know, I stayed up. I actually didn't stay up too late watching election results, but we're going to do something different. This is theoretically, you know, we normally, it's not a secret. We record the show the day before you hear it. Right. Uh, but today, since I have to imagine some of what we're talking about will change by the hour, I'm going to post this pretty much right when we're done with it. So you'll probably yeah, hear this this every, afternoon. As soon as we record it, probably even by the end of the show, what we say is yeah. old news. Talking about politics. Um, Our favorite subject. Which if you listen to yesterday's show, also considered, I guess, this morning's show, How this is where I get confused. Uh, by the way, if you're hearing this on Faction Talk over the weekend, I mean, shit, this is just going to be completely fucking out of date. But whatever, yeah. you can hear it. You can hear it sooner because we are available as a podcast wherever you get your podcast and on the SiriusXM app. That being said, I thought last night was going to be way worse for the Democrats. I think yesterday, Ryan, uh, would be really, really pleased with what, like, this was sort of like the pipe dream of what could happen. Well, I guess, yeah. Like, like also, the, the thing where... Was it actually good, or did I just prepare myself for so bad that— I think you prepared yourself for so bad, but also, yeah, I think it was really good. Now, and obviously, there are a bunch of races, especially in the Senate, like Arizona, um, Nevada, Georgia, that are still outstanding. And if, you know, those were to go all the way uh, of the Republican Party, from my perspective, this would quickly turn to very bad— I mean, it still could turn very bad. You're absolutely correct. But for like, uh, it still could 100% go that way. But just uh, you were expecting it to be extremely bad at 8 p.m. last night. Yep. How about our man, John Fetterman? He won. He won. He's a senator now. That's cool. Uh, as of uh, apparently 930 this morning, Dr. Oz called him to uh, concede. Oh, that uh, was I, nice. A I little a tweet. late, but... Yeah, I mean, a little late, but quite honestly, uh, you have assuming... to imagine there are a lot of candidates that will not do that, so True. I guess we're now celebrating civility again. And I guess Dr. Oz just went to bed early. We'll give him We'll give him that pass that he's like, yeah, I'll wake up and see the results. I, well, that's what I did. That's what I did. Highly yeah. recommend it, by the way, because I don't sleep through the night anymore anyway. So I went to bed around 11. I said, you know, who, who, I, I can't, as I said on yesterday's show, I can't, I can't wait up all night for this shit anymore. And so I went to bed around 11. I popped up around 2.30 a.m. I checked Twitter. I saw good news for people I liked. And I okay. said, that's great. I went back to sleep. I got up again at around 8. Nothing had changed. And I was just so happy. <laughs> <laughs> that I didn't waste my time watching maps with Steve Kornacki all night. <laughs> once they called, once they called the the Pennsylvania race, I'm like, okay, that is, I guarantee you, the last piece of major news that's going to happen tonight. Yeah, like that's it. I need to wrap this up and go to bed. And is that yeah. what you did? Yeah, and well, no, I think I stayed up for another 45 minutes and then watched another station call it like way later. I um it it's just so it was so nice to go to bed. It was great. It was yeah. I didn't have the stress. It's how you have to treat it. I mean, you pretty much have to just disconnect. Can we talk about my bets? Yeah. Seth Magaziner. How- Rhode Island House of Rep or uh Rhode Island House Rep race against Alan Fung. I bet Magaziner. He was the incumbent? No, they were both... Uh, it was, was an open seat. Jim Langevin was retiring. Got it. Um, he won. That's a win for Zietz. Hey! I bet how you... Much, what was the, how much did the bank account ching? 100 to win 110. So I won nice $110 job. there. All right. John Fetterman, I believe I bet it, plus 115 or plus 130. Uh, John Fetterman beat Dr. Oz. That's another win for Zietz. The other 
Uh, now this is where. Wait, how much? How much was that win? I, I already gave the odds, so you should know if oh, it's okay. one thirty. Sorry, I, I missed the odds. You're right. Uh, and then there are three other bets. Now the three other bets are still outstanding. This is why I am very much watching the Warnock race, the Warnock Herschel Walker race. Other than the fact that, like, I can't imagine. <laughs> That Herschel Walker is going to win, but uh, this stupid fifty percent runoff rule. Yeah, is now I have a question as somebody who who you know consider, and I I believe you are the type that considers themselves you know your ideologies can go a little over the place. Do you like the idea of a third party? Do I? I, I like. Do, do you look at this third party in this race? What's his? I don't even remember his name. He because he, he's he running as an independent, and he he's going to get like one point seven, one point eight percent of the vote. And he's going to cause this whole thing to have to go into a runoff. Do you yes. look at it as that guy's Chase, great? Chase Oliver. Chase Oliver is Chase Oliver great because maybe he took those votes away from Herschel Walker, or is it like fuck that guy? Now we can do this again. So so uh, I have experience with this. Yeah, I have firsthand experience with this. When you ran for um, president of your neighborhood, uh, uh... I I want to see how good you are. When I say that I have firsthand experience of this, I want to see because I I know you're not going to be able to. But like a real a person who like understood their politics in the last twenty five years would would right away probably say what or like identify what it is I'm talking about. Ross Perot. Oh, you're really close. Not Ross Perot. I was way too fucking young for Ross Perot. Oh, oh, are you talking about, oh, are you talking about, um, oh, what the fuck is this? Are we talking about a national election? Say his, yes, say his name. There was a drunk history about him. God damn it. Okay, hold on. do it. Hold on, hold on, hold on. National election for president? Yes. (sighs) Why the fuck am I spacing on this? Ron, Ron Paul. I voted for Ralph Nader. Ralph Nader. Yes. Wasn't Ron Paul also running as a liberal? Oh, well, Ralph Nader. Wait, but you didn't vote. Did you vote for Ralph Nader in Florida? Isn't that? No, no, no. I voted for Ralph Nader. Where the hell did I live? What year was that? But again, to that point. 2000. I voted for (laughs) Ralph Nader in Maryland. Do, like, you know, we, we make such a big point out about, you know, everyone can exercise their vote and their voice. And it's like, well, all right, but maybe like that's the thing. That's always the third party argument. And why we never have one is because, you know, hey, this this every election is always too important to bother. <laughs> you know, isn't that the argument against it? Ultimately? Well, what do you, how do you mean? I get what you're saying. I think you're right, but I just want to make well, sure. Well, because I let's say you wanted a third party to win in Georgia. Obviously, they're not going to, but you'd like to start getting support for them. So you say, "I'm going to vote for the third party." But people say, "Hey, look, this election is too important. Like, if Herschel Walker wins, if if you're a third party person who." leans democrat the argument would be you should really just vote for warnock because you're kind of fucking him if you vote for this other guy well that, that's why bloomberg didn't do it there i was know rumors that bloomberg right was gonna run so that's exactly why he well, didn't that's do what it. i'm so, yeah, saying like the you. argument against third party is that but you know the counter argument is like look i have a voice i want a third party if not now when you know i i i met ralph nader and i spent 15 minutes with Ralph Nader when I uh, one-on-one when based I was on in his, college based on his vote totals I believe everyone who voted for him probably spent 15 minutes with him <laughs> if he if there had just been more hours in the day we could have had President Nader <laughs> but he was one of the like I, I, I the, the time I spent with him was was amazing like everything that he said I sort of I got him I agreed with him I knew he had no chance I had no idea that there would be the consequences of that like he was the most boring Boring, practical, like like milk toast individual you could ever meet in your life. But it's pretty much like, hey, I'm I'm here to to do things for the people, and and meant it. Yeah, like he was he you know, and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna vote for this guy. I had no idea what like what it would mean. Yeah. So I, I guess there's part of me that's like, I can't say that I'm not for a third party because I clearly voted for one. But at the same time, I'm like, 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 look what it can do. Yeah. But there's, there's part of me. I, I, I think that at some point in time, there has to be 
the two current parties, I think, are, are stuck in the mud and something needs to be done to shake the snow globe to, like, yeah. untribalize this shit. Mm-hmm. And it will be a third party that does that. And it will be well, a transitional. Yeah, I mean, hopefully it's not a civil war. It's really one or the other, I would imagine. Well, it was something more like, uh, and I've got to read more history on this to get to know, just make sure I'm saying it exactly right, but probably something more like a bull moose Mm. that that just, you know, just shakes up everything a little bit and redistributes some people. But so, so regardless of this Warnock thing, right, it's of great interest to me because apparently the bet is, it's not graded on. Who wins this election? Because because here here's what's you know in my I think you could make an argument that Warnock is going to win this election as far as who gets the most votes. Ooh, so where where is that? Hold on and let me go because I have the map in front of me. I'm going to answer my own question if I do this right. Um, the Kemp race I think has a lot to do with that, right? Well, it seems like there's a lot of a, a split on that. It seems like okay. people voted for Brian Kemp but didn't necessarily vote for Herschel Walker. Right, but if I'm and 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 if I'm understanding this right, or if my the head in my math is or the math in my head is right, mm-hmm. right, that when there's a runoff, it's not going to be Brian Kemp and Stacey Abrams, and also. No, Raphael it would just Warnock be that, and Hershel. it would just be that one. Right. So how many? Right. So people. What I'm trying to say is, is that more people are excited about Brian Kemp, like he's the one pushing and driving, and that people are really excited about the 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 Herschel Walker vote. I feel is a little bit more like ah, we have to. Exactly, and, and that's so if why you're, if you're only going out to vote for Herschel Walker. Or if you like, if that's what's on the ticket, there's going to be more enthusiasm for Warnock, is what I'm saying. Yeah, but I, I mean the Maybe the I don't the live in here's the thing. If let's say let's say this, let's say you were a Republican, and this is just my own opinion. Let's say you were a Republican that voted for Kemp and Warnock, right? Because you didn't like Herschel Walker. Yeah, which it seems to be there. A lot of people did that. Maybe you already have Kemp. And so you're like, oh, I'm not going to go back to bother with this Democrat guy. Like, whatever happens, there happens. Exactly what I'm saying. No, no. So what I'm saying is then under that scenario, Walker would get more votes. See uh, what I'm saying? Maybe. Because if you're not going back out to support I, I think that I think that more people will, I think the enthusiasm for Warnock will be more, especially now that we know that, that the main um, driving force of this election was abortion. Yes. That being said, it looks like it's the way this bet is graded is who is the next senator. So what I was getting at was it doesn't really matter to me if it's if it goes into a runoff, the bet doesn't grade. So on a on a personal side, I want Warnock to win because I want him to win, and I think Herschel Walker is a, a, a bumbling moron. But, <laughs> right. but you know, with his just showing his badge or whatever. <laughs> but also, I have a bet on Warnock. I also have Democrats to win Arizona, Georgia, and Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania's a win. Arizona looks pretty good. Jordan, now that is a hundred dollars to win two fifty. Okay. Oh wow, that's a yeah. that's a big one. And Democrats to control the Senate, which was a one hundred dollar bet to win one ninety. So this could be very. If Warnock wins, this most likely becomes a clean sweep for your man Zeitz. Hey now. And then so- that yeah. Arizona is there's still so many votes outstanding in Arizona right now and and Nevada. Yes, but you know, I don't have any bets on Nevada. Obviously, I prefer the Democrat candidate to win, but I I'm I'm now talking about, you know, you're just you're just worried about your money. I understand. So maybe I should I'm, be a Republican. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That could work. I dude, I can't believe you you did that well on those bets. I think betting on politics is pretty easy if you do the the reading because here's the thing. Bet, I'll be honest. Bet online, where I did this, both times it looks like they just have Republican clientele, right? So if the Republicans are betting the Republican candidates a lot, the, the, it drives the, up the odds. Exactly, because the sports book just wants to make a profit one way or another. So yeah, it's it's been great. If you know the littlest bit, it's like, because here's the thing, you can just, you have more information than, let's say, a sports game, you know? Right. So, I... All right, can you bet, now, where, where the site that I was looking at, I was on a different one than you. The site that I was looking at, there was nowhere to bet on who the speaker is going to be. 
Oh, I, I don't see that at all. I don't know where that is. Okay. Do you think? I mean, the it's it's still likely that the Republicans win the House yeah. as of this moment. But I mean, not nearly as bad as as you would as it was projected to be. Anyway, um, any other election? Th- oh, I took a video last night of my local coverage. Yes, that's what I wanted to. I uh, so I I took an edible. And I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to watch whatever. Um, and I was watching News 12 in Connecticut. And I got to be honest, th- this this female anchor that we have just seemed lost the whole time. Like, this is when I think news anchors should have to have some type of radio training on nights like last night. Because it's so much not teleprompter work. Right. It's just talking about stuff. And you yes. could I was watching this woman and she would just be like, Welp, you know, elections. And it would be like, <laughs> What what? The fuck are you saying? But there was one Richard is his name Richard Blumenthal. Is that my senator? R- yes, Richard Blumenthal. Who, by the way, looks like a fucking I don't exactly know how to describe it, but he definitely looks like if there was a horror movie where like the whole town was infected with a killer disease, he yeah. would certainly be the mayor of the town. He could have played the judge in My Cousin Vinny. God, he's horrifying looking. <laughs> and is his wife, to be quite honest. That said, uh, he gave a, 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 a nearly nonsensical victory speech that was basically along the lines of Connecticut. Thank you so much. You believe in me. This is about a woman's right to choose. Like, it just went right into issues again. It was just all like, right. all right, got it. But then, as they were pulling out of that that speech on, uh, on News the 12, news. this is what they said. Now, it's I'm, I'm just so we know, I'm recording this from my cell phone at the time. Right. So, you, it's, the, the audio is not 100% great. Is, is, and you didn't turn it up more because Simone was in bed, right? Correct. Richard Blumenthal, the two-term Democratic senator, locked in a third term, uh, beating off, fending off his challenger. What? He's beating off his challenger. And I just love that that's that's what came across. (laughs) I understand, like, where that mistake comes from. Oh, yeah, he beat his Uh, challenger. But fending Fending off, 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 beating off. I just was like, uh, and you just hear the glee in my voice <laughs> as I am very stoned watching election results come in and, and, uh, being, Has uh, that gotten any online traction? No, no one cared about it except me. Oh, that's so sad. But I thought it was good when I, when I filmed it, I said, this is great. I, I've, I've caught a great moment of news coverage this evening and no, it didn't, uh, oh. Anyway, uh, what else is uh, going on out there in the world? Well, so you well, okay. There's a couple different things going on. You wanted to talk about Twitter. I did. And you wanted to talk about football. Ooh, let's start with Twitter. Only because I don't have a ton of thoughts on this, but last night I saw that Twitter started to. Uh, who is this woman? Like you know, Elon Musk is just you're just watching him like low key lose his mind in real time. I think so. Yeah. Which is fine. I like. I I've I've made peace with the fact that um, Twitter will just suck, and maybe I'll stop using it. Right. Right. I've I've pretty much understood that. And listen, I thought this a couple of years ago, maybe like three years ago, right before the pandemic. I sort of thought like, okay, Twitter's dead. Yeah. the The one thing I've realized is is, for example, like when I get. You know, updates from my favorite sports reporters like so-and-so is in contract ne- negotiations with whatever. Like those types of news, like quick hits, where yes. are those going to come from if not well, Twitter? Right. Twitter is really great for reporters and and for like breaking news. It's yeah. awesome. But past that, like there's there's no interaction with like friends or other people. And there's certainly no interaction with celebrities. And... You know, it's incoming only. There's no outgoing. Yeah. And and they're basically... Go ahead. But so Esther Crawford, who is early stage products at Twitter, she that's like her job. 
she was tweeting about this new thing that they're putting out there. You know, Elon Musk is talking a lot about the Twitter blue, which more or less for $8 a month, you get some new features and you can get a, a blue check mark next to your name, which we all know was the goal of everyone on Twitter to be verified. That apparently very much matters. I myself am not verified. Ryan, I believe you are verified. I'm verified. I've been verified for a long time. Congrats on Thanks. that. Um, so, the you know, the argument against it is, all right, so anyone can just be verified for $8 a month? Like, that's going to be pretty easy to just get a verified account that looks important, but maybe, you know, is not as far as uh, spreading disinformation. But right. what Twitter is doing, and originally, apparently, the plan was... This was, you know, a reporter said this. I don't claim it to be, you know, originally, apparently, the the plan, the plan was somebody like yourself that's already has a blue check mark would have to start paying $8 a month to keep it. And then they so, went, what, what were you going to say? Um, no, I'll let you finish and then I'll bring back my point. Then they went away from that where it's, okay, we're not going to do that to those accounts. But now they're doing... This is the dumbest thing. So you can get it. Now, let's say it's something like the White House or, or Twitter itself, right? Like at Twitter has a blue check mark, and then below it, it has an official check mark, which is a gray check mark. And it said, a lot of folks, this Esther Crawford tweeted, a lot of folks have asked about how you'll be able to distinguish between at Twitter blue subscribers with blue check marks and accounts that are verified as official, which is why we're introducing the official label to select accounts when we launch. Not all previously veri verified accounts will get the official label, and the label is not available for purchase. Accounts that will receive it include government accounts, commercial companies, business partners, major media outlets, publishers, and some public figures. So what this sounds to me, Ryan, <laughs> is that they've basically just recreated fucking verification. They changed the color of verification. Why? Why? Why would you... It's like, hey, you know how you used to be able to not buy a blue check mark? Guess what? You can buy a blue check mark now. However, we are also including a new gray check mark that you so, cannot buy. So here's the thing is I, I have here's the thing about the blue check mark, right? Is I have it on Twitter and I don't have it on Instagram. And and I've come to believe and and so there's part of me that should love this. Like there's a real because I've bitched so much about it. The blue check mark is the invitation from my super sweet sixteen back in the day. Mm -hmm. Like it, it is, it is Mark Zuckerberg or it is Elon Musk standing on top of a Ferrari outside the high school, handing out invitations to the cool kids. Mm -hmm. and, and there's no their their process by which you get a blue check mark is complete secrecy. Okay, well now they you do not share it with you. What? Now you can pay $8. Now you can pay $8. But they don't, like, they tell you, like, they tell you certain things, and you give it to them, and then they they still deny you. And 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 it's, it's, it's bullshit. I, and what I was going to say is, if he had done this right, if he wants to make money, make it an initiation fee. Yeah, but here's the thing. Make, make it, make it a vetting fee. I would pay $200. To be vetted, to find out that I am a real person, and that and like and that I, I am think you're you're in the minority on that because I know I I know I am, but I would I would rather like listen. I'm not saying to vol I, better than eight dollars. Like the eight dollar, fuck that. But but I would much rather like I think that if he really if he really wanted to be genuine about hey like we've got to do something here and, and verifications where I'm going to do it rather than a subscription, he should have done a vetting. And maybe I'm throwing out a number way too. Maybe it's fifty bucks. Here's the, here's the problem with that, Ryan. You won't make as much money because you would have to actually be a real person to do the vetting. Whereas, may I also note another tweet from Esther Crawford: the new Twitter Blue does not include ID verification. Yeah. It's an opt-in paid subscription that offers a blue check mark and access to select features. So they're just selling flair. It yeah. doesn't even. It right. doesn't. So, and the other thing is. If you see somebody with a blue check mark, because I do think that's that doesn't necessarily have the official label before uh, below them, are you going to at a certain point think that they 
paid for that? And if that's the case, wouldn't you look at anyone paying for a check mark as such a fucking nerd? Well, also, how much do you want to bet that that for me, that there's going to be no way to find out whether or not I'm getting a great check mark? It'll just show up. It'll no, I, it, no. They're going to make me fucking pay for it first. They're saying that you can't. They're they're saying right if it's really not a paid thing. If they're saying you can't pay for the the gray check mark, then they need to give me the gray check mark before they institute the eight dollars. Well, no, you're not going to have to pay the eight dollars for your blue check mark. I'm no, just saying. I know. I no. get what you're saying. Yeah, but they're they're also just not giving the gray check mark to everyone, which is a problem. Right, but I do, but how, I guarantee you because it's an online company, they don't give a fuck about communicating with you. That there's going to be no way to find out whether or not I get the gray check mark until it just shows up. Correct. And I also guarantee you, they're saying that it's not paid, but that day that they issue the gray check marks, I I can guarantee you right now is going to come after the eight dollars. So yeah, you do have to pay to find out whether or not you're getting it. Uh, I mean, it's already on a ton of accounts. Let me see. Like Governor Whitmer. It's not on yours. I just checked yours. I also checked Nicole's because it was going to be very funny to me if other members of your own show had it, and I was going to just have a nice day with that. (laughs) Well, I have a white check mark. What? Well, maybe it's just mine. When I look at my account, my check mark is white. In the blue, do you mean? I'm I'm in, in I'm in Twitter. Yeah, I'm on my profile. Yeah, and my check mark is white. Do you, but with a blue background? No, oh, it's a black know. check mark with a white background. Okay, that must be whatever it looks like to the per. I don't know. I'll send it to you. That's fine. I've I've never had a check mark. I I I I wanted one before you could pay for it. Now I no longer <laughs> want it. So it's, it's like VIP. If everybody's VIP, nobody's VIP. Yeah. But just this idea that you would pay $8 a month to have extra features and it doesn't even, like, you don't even have to verify yourself. I could get a Ryan Sampson morning mashup account for $8 a month and just start tweeting whatever I wanted. It just, and and it's, and it's not even that that's, I mean, that's stupid in itself, but the idea that you're just introducing another unpurchasable level of verification is so hilarious because it's like... Well, you saw that Valerie Bertinelli did that over the weekend. Yeah, and she got suspended because she said a lot of people just started saying they were Elon Musk. <laughs> but it's it's very it's pretty dumb. funny. It's I I I don't know who's going to use it. I mean, I think it's going to turn into right now. It's it's you know I I think it's going to get driven by porn ten times more. It's going to be a porn site. It's going to be what Tumblr used to be. Yeah. That's that's how it stays alive. I, I've been thinking it's going to die, but now just right here sitting thinking about it, I think it will probably turn into it, it, the adult site is what's going to keep it running. Well, you, you, what, you think Twitter's going to be only for porn? Yeah. Only, only by process of elimination, I'm saying that the most traffic on it will be adult content. And it's not because by design or not because they wanted it that way, but it's because what they've opened it up to and where it's available. Well, I don't know about that. I, 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 you watch. It already is, I think, the, the number one content. Yeah, I don't like it for porn, though, because, like, you can't, people can see your likes, right? So people just assume you're being all haunt if you like a, <laughs> like a, like a porn thing. Yeah. Like I'm looking through my own likes. If I had if I had liked a woman, you know, with her boobs out, people would all see that. That would be publicly available. I don't need that shit. Do where hold on. I haven't come back. I thought they took that feature away. No, that's just on Instagram. You can you can yeah. see likes on a profile. For example, let's find out if Ryan's been liking some boobs. Hey, I don't think I've been liking. Likes. Boobs. Your last like was on Halloween. And you like to tweet to yourself of it was some guy telling you that he was packing his car to go on a road trip. That's lovely. <laughs> That's good. Uh, Jeff Saturday in the Indianapolis Colts. He'll be coaching on Sunday. I just love this because if you haven't seen this, the Indianapolis coach uh, Colts fired their coach, Frank Wright, who I think was dealt a shitty hand. He... Um, you know, did did he he 
he was he 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 never had a quarterback there. I mean, Andrew okay? Luck was there and he retired. I, I, think, I think you I'm just okay. had a stroke. Are yeah, you okay? I, I, I did. I just was like, <laughs> what am I talking about? I've never heard you do that before. I just have a lot of things going on. I'm, I'm in a situation I where I kind of uh, wanted to step in and save you, but I'm like, okay, let's see what happens. Yeah, I was just getting a lot of emails and stuff okay. for okay. other things, and I was just trying to figure out what was happening. I got distracted. Anyway, Frank okay. Reich. Frank Wright had a, you know, he had Andrew Luck and then he retired and then he had to play the season with Jacoby Brissett and then they had uh, Philip Rivers, then they had Carson Wentz and now they have Matt Ryan and they just keep getting, you know, these quarterbacks that are on their last legs and suck. Is it worth, is they fired a midseason? Yeah. So a team that's not even in last place, Mm -hmm. I, I, that's, that's a little bit of, that's the shitty hand, I think. Well. Even and he had overall he had a winning record, but here's here's what's so they when it's an interim coach in the NFL, you don't have to go by the Rooney Rule, which the Rooney Rule in the NFL is that you know minority candidates need to be interviewed, need to have an opportunity for the job. We've talked about this on the show a lot in the past. They hire a, a former player of theirs, Jeff Saturday, who seems like a great pundit, but. His coaching experience is high school football in Georgia. And obviously, Georgia high school football, a little different than, let's say, East Greenwich, Rhode Island high school football. No yeah. no argument there. But right. just to hire a dude with no NFL coaching experience whatsoever to be your interim head coach is incredible. Especially, and I know that it, it, it's, it, it very much feels like we could, so we did. As far as if this had been in the off season, and even when the job comes up on a full time basis, they have to interview you know minority candidates and go by the Rooney Rule, and they just didn't for right. this. Well, I'm assuming at some point they're gonna do that, but they're just gonna probably keep this guy, right? I mean, I guess that's uh, that's fine. I, I I think that's the plan. Like Jim Irsay said something like. I look at it as an eight-game audition and maybe more, which makes it even weirder, by the way, the Rooney rule. like, Or, or really anyone. Like, Let's say, hypothetically, Jeff Saturday comes in and wins the next eight games. Okay, right. Goes 8-0. We're all like, holy shit. And then you have to be some poor African-American guy that's got to go interview for this job that you're like, why would they ever hire somebody else? Right yeah, now? I mean, like, listen, I think who's ever interviewing for that job pretty much knows they're not going to get it, right? That they're just out there. That's, that's. I, I mean, I think that there's two separate subjects going on here. There's there's the, the, the breaking or ignoring of the Rooney rule, and then there's the no experience. But there's part of me that's like, dude, I kind of, I kind of like it. I think it's a, I think it's a half good idea. Like maybe they're trying to reimagine the role of a head coach. I mean, it's a good idea, but also in a league where, where you, where the argument is, and again, I don't, I don't really have a dog in this fight. But the argument is, hey, if you're Brian Flores, you're like, hey, uh, African American coaches aren't getting opportunities, and and you can point to. Oh, yeah. I mean, like there was this white center from the team that they just hired with no coaching experience. See, but not even. OK, I look at and tell me if you think this is crazy, but I sort of look at the or like a, a somewhat equivalent of an NFL coach is like a movie director. In what sense that you that you have a, a massive uh, yeah, I think I know what you're saying. Just explain you, it. There's a massive responsibility under you, a massive budget under you, and you're really just a traffic cop that has to meld it all together and make it work. And you get blamed if it sucks. And you get blamed if it sucks. But if it works, you get all the credit too. And also at the same time, but like if you're, your first movie can win an Oscar. That is true. So, like, I don't see... I, I mean, like, listen, if the guy... Yeah, but your moved, first... Here's the thing, though. Your first movie... If it wins an Oscar, you have to imagine that you have a good script or a great actor or, you know, some time to work on it before you start shooting. Yeah. Whereas I don't know if he has any of those things with this Indianapolis Colts team. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to come in on that. But no, I mean, like, listen, if he had literally no football experience, if it was Ted Lasso, 
then then yeah, like I would get it more. But I think I don't if he he played professional football. He played in the NFL. Yeah, and he played with Peyton Manning. I'm not trying to run down Jeff Satter. I mean, truthfully, that guy has probably forgotten more about football than I will ever know. Am it's, I crazy to wrong? Am I and, and listen, this is understanding the game, right? But am I crazy wrong to think that a, a center is sort of like a little micro coach? Because they're they're coordinating the line. You're not, especially when the Indianapolis Colts uh, offensive line has been one of the more disappointing units on the team. No, you're you're not at all. But it's it's still just I think much in the same way uh, you would think a great offensive coordinator could automatically be a great head coach just because he was a good center doesn't mean he's going to be a, he- a good head coach. Certain people are just, you know, b- good at certain things, not necessarily leveling up to a bigger job. I mean, I, I and I was young when this happened. It's crazy to say that. But I remember a little bit of uh, similar, and maybe I'm just remembering it wrong or that I was hearing it from people and not the, like people around me and not the media, but a certain amount of, uh, resistance when Mike Tomlin got hired for the Steelers for lack of experience yeah and now he's the either the second or third longest tenured coach in the league I believe right uh but yeah no it's it's I I I don't say this more as I, I my argument isn't can Jeff Saturday do this I have no idea it's obviously a big leap given his experience it was more just Oh my God. The idea that Jim Irsay is like, hell yeah, I feel really good about this choice. It's like, Jim, how? How could you, you, you just called a dude. Like, like how, who, how much research could you have possibly done? Well, why don't you trust him? I like Jim Irsay. I think he's, he's, he's got a big memorabilia collection that tours the country. He's, he's almost like if James Dolan was cooler. You know, like Jim Jim Dolan, he's in that he's in that JD and the Straight Shot band, and everyone fucking hates him and the Knicks, yeah. and they suck. But Jim, uh, you know, Ursay plays harmonica and has a, a memorabilia thing and is outspoken, and he's a little nuts. But he is also the NFL owner that spoke out against you know Daniel Snyder. So I don't dislike Ursay. It's more just, and I believe him. He's been around for a while, but. You know, with everything else going on, it is tough to be like, you considered all the candidates out there. You didn't try. You didn't think about, you know. Oh, he certainly didn't consider all the candidates. I mean, from an optics standpoint, it doesn't <laughs> look great. That Yeah, that was definitely like, if, if he was dead set on who he wanted to hire, he should have talked to some people to not make it look so bad. But also, it's tough midseason. You got to do it right away. Mm-hmm. Frank Frank Wright must be like, cool, cool, cool. You think the guy who's literally never done this is better than me? Great. That is that is have, awesome to hear. Have you seen the Barry Levinson Thirty for Thirty about the Colts band? No. It's a good one. It's worth. But the Ursay, or I think it's his father. There's, there's. It was. It, he's. It was his father that moved the team to Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's great moments in there. It's fun. Anyway, I dude, I don't think it's as big of a deal. I listen. I I I agree. They shouldn't have have rolled over the Rooney rule like that. Like that. Well, you, that, there technically is no Rooney rule for midseason. They didn't break it. I get it, but still, the appearance is there. But I I I absolutely listen. I think redefining uh, the the way a coach gets to where he gets there is not a bad thing. I don't see a reason why a player can't. I mean, in baseball, it might. It might I can't think of an example right off my head. But there are there are players in baseball that go from Pete Rose, go from player to manager right away. No one says you've got to do fucking five years with the Toledo Mudhens. That's true. That's true. And let's be honest. I think that if Je- Joe uh, Jeff Saturday was was black. We wouldn't be talking about this the same way, but Pete Rose, when he got that job, there wasn't an active lawsuit against Major League Baseball. <laughs> oh no, they totally fucked that part up. Like I, I am separating the issues. I, I, I totally oh, he agree. He might be a good coach. I have no idea what it takes to be a good coach. Ultimately, if you have good players, you'll probably win. That's yeah. what it is. But, but the idea, you know, it's just fucking. It's pretty wild. I, 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 yeah, I, I, I encourage, I think it's fun to take somebody straight from player to coach, but I think that they should have done it in a more proper manner and maybe, maybe 
selected a different person to do it the first time, but let's see what happens. I don't want to knock him. Funniest part is their first game is against Josh McDaniels and the Raiders. Jeff Saturday, pundit Jeff, when he was still working as a you know an analyst, tweeted, I believe on October 30th, Raiders look horrible. <laughs> and now... <laughs> He's got to go against them. It's bulletin board material for the Raiders. I got to imagine that the Raiders feel all the pressure in this game. Right? Like, if you're Josh McDaniels, you're having a terrible first season as head coach of the Raiders. It's not going that well. Right. And now you got to play you got to play this guy who, you know, two weeks ago said your team is horrible and has never coached the NFL. What pressure's on him? It's well, all on Josh McDaniels. You, you can't look at it as pressure. You've got to go in and say, like, okay, it's time to it's time to really make sure I don't screw up. That's what pressure is, isn't it? I guess I don't. I, You're I, just I, giving pressure a different name. Oh, it's oh, it's that I don't want to screw up feeling. Yeah, pressure. No, it's 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 in the it's in the um. How do they say it? When you're when you're walking around with like a crystal vase, right? If it's yours and you own it, you're gonna be tossing it back and forth between your left and right hand and not caring. But if it belongs to your boss, you're gonna treat it like it's gold. And so it's 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 that same way. The way you walk into it is: are you being all cautious, or are you like, "Fuck this, I got it." All right, fair enough, fair enough. I know you wanted to talk about your hometown paper, the local rag. Yeah. What's going on with what? What's the name of the paper? What is it? What if you were like the New York Times? And I'd just be like, God damn it! <laughs> the Titusville Herald. How many employees does the Titusville Herald have? You think zero? Hmm. How's that work? They just closed. Oh, no. Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. How will the people get their news in Titusville? That's They're actually have to what only a- listen to Tucker. <laughs> it's it, seriously, I think that's I think that's it. That's what a lot of people are are saying and it is I, I, I listen. I took it very much for granted that it was there. Um it's a it's, town of 48,000 people. 48,000 people? Wait, no, that's Florida. Okay. How Holy many Holy shit, you just made my town huge. Yeah, wait. So, how many people are actually Oh, how many people actually Oh, it's 5,000. Yeah. What that's this the place t- shouldn't have had its own paper to begin with. <laughs> well, it just used shout to be the out largest- your window if you want everyone to know something. It, it used to be the largest city in Pennsylvania. Okay. Well, it's For not like it's not even years. close anymore. <laughs> What years was that, Ryan? Uh, like 1890-something. Do you listen to yourself? That's like when Packers are like, when the Green Bay Packers are like, we have the most championships. We won the title in 1945. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. I, w- 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 <laughs> no, but it, 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 listen, it, 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 I, have, I, I know somebody there that does like a local TV news broadcast, and they did a really awesome job at it. Uh-huh. But it's just really sad. I took it for, I took it for granted for a really <laughs> long time that, that my tiny little town had an in-print newspaper. And about four, three years ago, I noticed the local news really took a drop. Yeah. And, and well, like that they had probably gotten rid of their reporters. Welcome to Titus Talk. Uh, big news on Main Street today. There is a puddle that is pretty deep. I drove through it earlier. Let me tell you how it went. In other news, Brad says hi. You all know Brad because we live in a town of 5,000 people. Nah, dude. If, I, if, a, I think... if an act played an arena and we all went, the show would be considered a flop. Dude, you're, so, you're so, I think you're so wrong about this. Like, like it's... It, I don't want to go off on a tangent. I In don't expose, go, I, don't I saw go. Catherine working at the local Jersey Mike's. She it's, made a sandwich without a new glove. It's what makes communities. It really is like what make like what brings the people who live in the same geographic area together. Like if there is something to like, I know this is really stupid, right? Yeah. But outside of the high school, how does anybody know how the the, the softball team's doing? How does any? Why team? would anyone care? Also, because Instagram, you, the web, you, the web. That's I, how they I, know. I mean, I guess, but then you've got to follow all the. When you live in a when you live in a small town, it's nice to know these things. You necessarily aren't going to go to a game. You're never. You don't know anyone on the team. Jesus Christ, John Mellencamp. Yeah. But but it's just nice to like it's it's what gives it's what makes a community that 
and Mama Baker's fresh apple pie. That's how I know that I'm home in Titusville. I look at the ladies' softball scores, I found out what the weather's going to be, and I can always get a deal from the Play It Again Sports Shop, which is the only sponsor in our local paper. Yeah, that's a, what about what about local where where are local people going to advertise? Like Again, how do you get how do you get the word of your business out you there? You could drive the whole town in a day, every day. You could just <laughs> have a flag that says, "I own a bakery. Come on down." There are five thousand you, people. You've got to wait for the year, the high school yearbook to come out to put an ad in that. Ugh. It just it just made me very sad. I don't know, and I hope I hope somebody picks up. Why don't you Bezos? Why don't you Jeff Bezos this thing? Bezos, I'm an idiot. Why don't you Jeff Bezos this thing and buy the paper? You think I should I should move home and be the publisher? No, you don't even need to move home. Just buy it from your. How much could it cost? I mean, they've closed, so you got to imagine. I mean, if they haven't started liquidating yet, maybe maybe there's a chance. Wait, what type was it? An actual newspaper? Yeah. Yeah, I forget how many years ago. So uh, maybe five years ago, they downsized to a tabloid because it was a full-size newspaper growing up. That should have been sign number one, Ryan. What? When they downsized? Now, when they downsized to a tabloid, did they start writing more like a tabloid where they were like, we saw Gus at the muffler shop? (laughs) No, but that's when that's when a lot of the local stories disappeared. A lot of the local news, sort of like the the police stories, the uh, you would just get a, you know, a press release from the police rather than somebody who did who wrote a story. about it. What type of shit was going like in all sincerity? Is there enough going on to justify a paper? Because I would say, yeah, uh, that's the thing is, is that's what I'm trying to say. In every small town, there is absolutely enough going on to justify a, a, a paper. No, whether no, I don't want to sound all boomerish and say paper, but let's say news outlet. Whether it's whether it's a a, a, a a blog, an Instagram page, you know, in every small town in this country. And right now, I think there's a huge gap for it. No one's doing it. Well, I mean, they tried with that patch network of sites, you know, like patch yeah. like those suck, though. I mean, like maybe listen, you've never lived in a small town like I do. Right. But like it's like oh, you do look. not live in a small town. I grew up in one is what okay. I'm saying. All right. I mean, I, saying, I did. My town had fourteen to 15,000 people. It's a suburb. When you have all the convenience, I hate it when people say, I grew, I lived I lived in a small town of Towson, Maryland. It's not a small fucking town. Ryan, so what When you have it- all the conveniences of a big city right there, it's not a small town. You're a suburb. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> you lived in a suburb of Providence. You didn't live in a small town. Oh, you, you apparently lived in the biggest city in Pennsylvania in, in the Oregon Trail days. I, I, I so, no, but you so you're there's small, a ma- fine, fine. There's a, there's a major difference between a suburb and a rural town is all I'm saying. And, and, and there, there is, I, now I lost my point. What were we talking about? You, you were bringing up that we need local news. Oh yeah. I mean, people want to like, because, because it is a thing. They're like, oh, look that like Ron Johnson. Oh, bad name. Ron, Ron Boheen is the, is the homecoming king. I went to, I went, I graduated with his brother. Is that news you need though? In a small town, there's nothing else going on. So yes. I like I, I really I, I truly believe that this is what brings like small towns together. And it's really sad because it, it's it's a vital part of living there. Mm. Well, rest in peace to that to that paper to the Titusville Herald published since 1850 something. You didn't or, support them at all, though, did you? No, that's not true. I actually have a subscription we better be getting a refund on that. <laughs> no, not to the paper. I had a subscription to their archives because I go through the archives all the time. What? Um, why? Why? Yeah. Uh, what was happening today in Titusville in 1928? <laughs> I've thought about writing about my hometown. I think it would be it would be the problem is what's really funny is I thought at one point that I wanted to try to write like a series about my hometown because a lot of shit happened in my hometown. Oh, you should call the show Titus. They've never had a show called Titus. Oh, that's a good idea. Maybe Christopher Titus could start. Exactly. I think so. 
uh, he could be Edwin Drake. Um, the the uh, but when you when I started going through like and seeing a lot of the characters that were back then and like I'm like this is Deadwood. They've already done it. This is Deadwood. They're like exact like exactly the same characters. I'm like fuck. This is Deadwood. Ryan, but hear me out. If you were to start writing about your hometown, yeah, what better day than today? There's no paper. You can pick up the mantle of journalism in Titusville. <laughs> the Ryan right. Times. You could be like, I'm Ryan, and I ain't lying. This is the news. And you could you could write about the local news. Like, what yeah. happened? Did, did, did they have a local election last night? I don't know. Can't read it in the Herald. Yeah, you can't read it in the Herald. See, that's good good example, Mark. Now, I, I guess everybody's just going to subscribe to the Derrick. What is the Derrick? The Derrick. Is that a guy the, the, named Derrick who bought some other paper? No, that's the paper from Oil City. What is Oil City? How far away is that? Uh, 20 miles. So this is a coup for the Derrick. I guess so, yeah. How many people live in Oil City? Many more than Titusville. Probably twice as many as Titusville. That's just 10,000 people. I think one paper is enough to service this area of 15,000 people. Yeah, but they're totally different towns. Nobody, uh, yeah, there's like Yeah, we say people. water, they say water. We say, like, there's just... God damn it. I know. I knew you would be negative on it like this, but I just. I really I'm not hope- negative because it's like it's like yeah, it's a nice thing to have, but it's not a public utility, unfortunately. So how would this possibly be profitable? How would they make any money on this? Well, that's see, that's the thing is is I that you might have just hit the nail on the head as to why everything's so fucked up is everyone thinks you have to make money on the news rather than just doing news, Ryan. Fuck you. You why don't you just do the mashup for no money? We just need to hear the music. Just like what what? You you, you just said I don't want to do this, but well, it, somebody should run this paper with no financial obligations. Well, Hold on, I'm solving this problem. Dear at Elon Musk, do you want to make another terrible business decision? Question mark question mark. Have you heard of Titusville? I do not think there are any Teslas there, but there might be one. You could be needed. Let L M K. Maybe he. Yeah, let's see. You know, these are all ideas. Anyway, Uh, I'm sorry about your local paper, pal. It's okay. Now, 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 I feel very guilty for not having. I mean, yeah, you probably should, considering it's, you know, making you feel so many things. Anyway, do you have any thoughts before we get out of here? Uh, no, that's pretty much it. Have fun. All right, be here tomorrow. Bye. Goodbye.